The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. There was a time, a time before cable, when the local anchorman reigned supreme, when people believed everything they heard on TV. This was an age when only men were allowed to read the news. And in San Diego, one anchorman was more man than the rest. His name was Ron Burgundy. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That is the voice of the great anchorman Bill Curtis, who was a longtime anchor in Chicago, Los Angeles, and on CBS News, along with narrating the hysterically funny Will Ferrell film Anchorman. Now, Bill is back hosting the Emmy-nominated series Cold Case Files on A&E, and Bill joins me now from Chicago. Hey, Jeff. Bill, welcome back to the show. It wasn't that long ago that I talked to you and and I told you then that watching you and Walter Jacobson co-anchor the news in Chicago was the reason I got into broadcast journalism. Oh, I love hearing those stories. Uh, Do you remember the first day that that you were paired with Walter? Was there instant chemistry? Did they do test newscasts with you guys? No, they didn't. Uh, We were just two newsmen and actually a little jealous of each other. And uh, apprehensive, he didn't know how it was going to work out. Yeah, uh, you know he's a he's a quirky guy, uh, a little strange. Well, how's he going to fit with me? That Mister Straight uh-huh. from the Midwest. I just just come from CBS News, you know, in LA, and I I like to go out and cover the earthquakes and tornadoes and things. Well, uh, over the years, we have fallen in love. Yeah, take that the wrong way. <laughs> Brother, uh, because you right. go through the experiences together, and we've learned uh, literally to respect each other and what we do. Uh, he's older than I am by four years. I'm 81. So, um, anyway, love him. I don't know. I just remember you were you kind of came off as the all-American guy, and he seemed just a little cocky. Yeah. Well, uh, but that's that, that was good because he was able to really jab the politicians. The, in the black community, they called us Batman and Robin. Right. And he was the Robin. <laughs> right. And, uh, and, and I got to travel the world, uh, you know. Well, Bill, and I believe that WBBM in Chicago discovered you as or after you were covering a most destructive tornado in Kansas. Is that the story? Well, I, was, uh, I had just graduated from law school, and a friend of mine wanted me to fill in. Uh, on WIBW, the 6 o'clock news. I went out, and uh, they said, stick around, we've got a tornado warning. Uh, let's go on at 7, and you can give the, the warning. So I'm on camera, I'm 26 years old, uh, looking right into the, uh, the lens, and uh, I hear off the side, one of our cameramen says, uh, we've got a tornado on the ground. It's southwest edge of the city, and it's headed for the center of the city and the dome of the Capitol building, and in between hospitals, shopping malls, residential. So I said, uh, for God's sake, take cover, in a very dramatic way. We were the only TV station in town, so everybody was watching. Uh, 
Lost in Space was the program. And, um, yep, CBS uh, saw me. And from that moment on, I spent 30 years in L.A. A good recall on uh, Lost in Space being the show that was on. Can you can you relate then to an, a reporter like a Richard Engel of NBC and, and others like him who continue to do these dangerous jobs? He's now entrenched with the people of Ukraine during this Russian invasion is most dangerous. Yes. Well, that's his beat. Uh, Don Webster was the name of a guy who uh, was in Vietnam uh, for years. They have a special apartment over there, and they were living the life. Yeah, they'd have to go out on a firefight once, uh, once and again. Uh, and he had trouble when he came back because the skills of covering war are a little different than... Uh, you're not going to move into the anchor chair. Uh, but, and also, for veterans, in addition to these war correspondents, it's not very exciting covering, you know, the uh, the combines going through the wheat field on this year's crop. <laughs> uh, although, although today, in, in the uh, pandemic years, and with the violence broad uh, cities, uh, may be a little more exciting. He does a wonderful job, uh, Richard Engel. Yeah, and but you work it like you work at City Hall. I, I was watching uh, the New York Times uh, photographer, and she's been covering Syria and Iraq and Afghanistan, and her job is to take pictures. She got the picture of the the dead three people who were killed with a mortar. Right, and um, you know, to her, it's um, she didn't have a lot of insight. She goes to where the action is. And, and gets the best picture she can, but that's her life. She not want to do anything else. Bill, you've been hosting Cold Case Files since, what, 1999. And boy, the technology sure has uh, advanced, hasn't it, all these years? There's no lack of stories now, is there? Oh, no. I mean, there seem to be more serial killers than ever. Yeah. But uh, the thing that has changed in law enforcement, and hence for us, is the uh, genealogy DNA. They've taken DNA to another level. Um, back when I was doing the original shows, they had DNA, but uh, not so much, uh, you know, because they couldn't amplify the little piece of evidence to where it was uh, worth anything. Now, they'll put in a 23andMe, follow the DNA into the tree of the family, and very often uh, get a break. Uh, either a relative uh, or a friend of a relative. And it's really Sherlock Holmes stuff. So when you're telling a mystery story these days, uh, it's it's different, almost like little movies. The way you tell stories, I, I, your narration in the things you've done over the years is, is something that should be taught in classrooms. You, you focus on what the viewers are seeing, and you guide them, but never get in the way of the story. It's a real gift, isn't it? Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I think so. Did I tell you what I was on the last time about my emergency call um, from Yucca Flats uh, and an atomic test? Uh, I, was, I was sitting in the KLAS newsroom, and they wanted people to call in with stories. Nobody was there. Uh, I had just fed uh, the Cronkite show. It's about 3.30 in the afternoon. Yeah. I pick up the phone. I'll, I'll do him a favor. And, uh, and she said, uh, can you tell me any more about the accident? I, I said, uh, um, well, what accident? 
click. So uh, uh, she said uh, the accident uh, out of the atomic test. Sure. So I, I called immediately uh, to the uh, you know the Atomic Energy Commission, and they had a recorded reply for anybody who called in. Yes, there was an accident, an underground test. It vented. The cars in the parking lot are all compounded, and now helicopters are on their way to, you know, U.S., blah, blah. Outside, you know, the reservation where we're doing the uh, that kind of thing. And uh, I called the Cronkite show immediately and said, hey, uh, you, you better really chase this one. And uh, so he had to go out find out how far it went. But those were the days. Wow! Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize you were in the area at the time. That's for sure. Well, Bill Curtis is hosting the Emmy-nominated Cold Case Files on A and E every Friday at nine Pacific and Eastern. Always great to talk to you, Bill. I really do appreciate the time. Thank you, Jim. You want a real gem? Listen to Jim. Bye. Thanks so much, Bill. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. That guy is class personified, and when he and Walter Jacobson were co-anchoring the news on WBBM in Chicago back in the day, those guys were absolute superstars in the mode of Woodward and Bernstein. Well, that finishes up this episode of the Fake Show Podcast. Thanks again for stopping by. I'm Jim Tofty. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.